Hey everybody, it's Van and I am back for episode 003 of All of the Avengers. Uh, this is going to be a solo episode where I'm going to talk about Avengers number five, The Invasion of the Lava Men. Men, men, men. I'm trying something different this time. I've switched the monitors around. So now I'll be looking at the comic and at you at the same time. So I think this will work better than me always being kind of like looking over there. So we'll see how this works. We'll see how it goes. I just switched them around a little bit. Should also help my aching neck. So we'll see how that goes. Of course, I am Van Allen Plexico. This is an episode going out to the public as well as to the patrons. So I'll introduce myself. I'm Van Allen Plexico. I don't think I've done it really. Maybe I did it with Rob in episode 002, but I've recorded a special episode since then. So I don't remember exactly, but I'm the creator of AvengersAssemble.net. And I've been reading the Avengers on and off since 1977 with Avengers 162. So uh, this seemed like a fun project to start with the new year, January 1st. We started our first episode and I'll have different guests on. We had Rob on for the last episode. We've got um, more people coming on over the next few uh, episodes. Uh, Luke Smith will be joining us in our next episode to talk about the two masters of evil, first two issues, six and seven. So to kind of bridge over from what we've already covered up to six and seven, um, we had number five, which is sort of the redheaded stepchild of the early Avengers issues with the lava men. And I thought, you know, I'll take this on myself. I've never really, you know, I'd read this issue before and kind of eh, dismissed it out of hand as a silly little early comic that, you know, Stan and Jack, they didn't really, you know, know exactly what they were doing yet or so. I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever way I had in the past of, um, of thinking it wasn't the greatest thing ever. And it's not the greatest thing ever, but um, uh, there's some interesting things to talk about here. So let's dig into Avengers number five for a few minutes together, shall we? And I don't have any notes written down. I'm just going to go through and talk about some things that occurred to me that I've, that upon most recent reading. So this is kind of a standalone in a way, but we still have the ongoing saga of the Hulk. The one thing that has pulled all five issues of this series together so far, as well as Fantastic Four 25 and 26, has been this ongoing story where the Avengers' main opponent, like I said, they always say they have a different villain of the month, whether it be the Space Phantom or Loki or Namor, whoever, uh, or the Lava Men, right? Um they have a different villain of the month, but the ongoing story is them dealing with the Hulk having gone from being a founding member in the first issue to their main adversary and the main driver of the plot in the subsequent issues. And that continues here. So uh, we see on the cover that now as of issue five, Captain America has joined the corner box. They've reshuffled it around a little bit. We still have Hank and Jan kind of up here in that same pose they were in from the beginning. But now we've added Cap kind of stepping on Hank's hand, interestingly. The Hulk is still there, which is interesting because Hulk is still considered both a member of the Avengers, apparently, and, and see, he's there with them here, and kind of their enemy. So I don't know what to make of that. And uh, also, I think one other thing of note, is that it, when it lists the members here, it says also featuring the Incredible Hulk. So he's not really listed as a member here, though he is up in the corner box. 
and it says Captain America and Rick Jones. There was a, and we'll see this as we go along here, there was a real effort, it seems like, a real attempt by Stan probably more than Jack, because it's really more of a dialogue thing than a story thing, it seems like to me. But it seems like there was a real attempt by at least Stan early on to make Rick Jones into a stand-in for Bucky. And that's going to be a kind of a subplot that drives Captain America's portion of the story going forward. And that, that pull back and forth between Rick Jones being so connected to the Hulk on the one hand and so connected to, in, increasingly connected to, to Captain America on the other hand, uh, that's an important aspect of this story. The tension, the push and pull over Rick Jones between the Hulk and Captain America. Now, the lava men in this story are really the least important thing. Um, they do have a plot that has some danger for the planet, but uh, other than that, it's it's yet another soap opera. It's yet another what will happen with the, with the chase for the Hulk. So let's get on into it. This is cover dated, by the way, uh, May, this is number five, May of 1964. As you can see down here, 1964. And um, the invasion of the lava men, another epic in the annals of the strongest super team of all. It's interesting that, um, that Stan was happy to describe the Fantastic Four as the world's greatest comic magazine forever, right? But the Avengers are described as the strongest super team of all. I guess if you include Thor and Iron Man, uh, Giant Man to a degree, I guess Hulk if he's around, then Jan and Captain America too, you add all those together, it does kind of turn out to be pretty much a pretty, pretty strong, pretty tough team. An all-new super saga produced with pride by the world-famous Marvel Comics group, Stan Jack, along with Paul Ryman, and I think that's Sal Rosen. Okay, so the Avengers are returning to the Avengers Mansion, which is still called Tony Stark's mansion at this point. And I like, by the way, that, that Tony is in his, um, I would call that the Mark III armor, maybe, with the gray being the first and the gold being the second. This is kind of the Mark III armor. Still, ha It has the little cat ears. It hasn't gotten rounded off on top yet and the lines across there. Uh, and the, the electrical sockets down below here. Uh, this is very, in fact, I have it on my shelf behind me there. That's that's that armor. That's the Mark III armor back there I have on my shelf. I have the, um, I have the, like, I would say Mark IV armor right here on my desk. There you go. So you can see the difference in the head, the helmet, and everything. Okay. I just knocked Marvell over to do that. So <laughs> me and the Cree both messing with Marvell. I mean the well, the Cree, yeah, and the scrolls. Okay. So um, let's go ahead. So they've returned back to Avengers Mansion to, to Tony Stark's mansion after fighting the Hulk uh, in the Fantastic Four issues, and uh, they decide Thor says we have personal matters to attend to, so they're going to. We disband for now. I it it, it kind of shook me up for a second when I read him saying, "I suggest we disband for now." I had flashbacks to what if number three, and I'm like, "No, don't disband, <laughs> no." 
But uh, he just means, you know, for the moment. In other words, let's go our separate ways for the moment. We can come back together. We need to. There's some wacky stuff about Hank and Jan flying on the ants and stuff. Thor goes back to being a doctor. Cap takes uh, Bucky. No. Uh, um, takes uh, Rick off to teach him some, uh, some, some training. And Tony's left to try to deal with all the damage that's been done to his house. Now, meanwhile, some kind of weird sonic effect is going on. So they call Tony and he's like, I'm on it. And then a uh, similar kind of thing affects Hank and Jan. And um, Dr. Blake dealing still with Jane Foster, who's blushing there. Um, he finds out about it. It's very similar to what happened with the Hulk in that earlier issue, I guess, number two, I guess it was. I'm not sure. So everybody here, they come back together again. And these sound waves are, are, are attacking, destroying things. You know, the, 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 the Lava Man plot is the least interesting thing. I'm just going to zip along. So they go to the Southwest, which is, as, as uh, Hank says, that's the Hulk stamping grounds. This big mound of rock is coming up through the ground and causing these noises that are destroying things randomly. My immediate thought is, Vibranium, right? I mean, it's it's a mound of mineral coming up out of the ground, and, and it has something to do with sound. So if this isn't vibranium, it is something akin to vibranium. I wouldn't be surprised if over the years somebody didn't write a story that explained what this was, like it's vibranium B, you know? Maybe vibranium A absorbs sound and 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 kinetic energy absorbs it and dampens it maybe vibranium b is the opposite it, it explodes as we're going to see so we'll just call this vibranium b just because i want to and i can okay nobody can stop me <laughs> there's general thunderbolt ross oh because it's a hulk story there's bruce or i guess bob no he's back to being bruce again yay and uh so thunderbolt ross insults his daughter's boyfriend that's great and then basically says, well, you're worthless, but why don't you use your scientific knowledge to go explore this possibly radioactive and deadly rock? And Bruce is like, "If you know, sure, what the heck? So um, so he, he goes out here. Oh, we get a, well, I'm sorry. First, we get a flashback to Hulk's origin, which great. And then Betty's like, oh, Bruce, please try to solve this mystery for my father. Maybe it'll make him feel differently about us, about you, about us. So in other words, um, Betty's like, yes, if you go risk your life, maybe my dad won't hate you as much, which is okay, fine. So Bob, I just can't get over calling him Bob. Bruce goes to explore this thing. And we learn that the lava men, who apparently one lava man fought Thor earlier, recently, I guess, it seemed like recently before this, one lava man had fought Thor. And so um, now... There's a whole colony, a whole society of them under the earth. Isn't that something? And they're using machinery to push this giant rock up to the surface so that it'll explode and kill all the surface people, which seems impressive. I also like the idea there's one lava man who fought Thor and respects him and says the surface people are not evil. They don't deserve this from Journey into Mystery 97. Thor versus the lava man. Okay. And I like that they have a witch doctor. This is great. I love that they have a, a lava man witch doctor. So kind of like with the Atlanteans, there's a 
thought talk of a war between uh, a hidden people under underneath the surface, right? And the surface people. This is Atlantis all over again, just without without the Submariner. But it's that same thing. All right, so here come the Avengers to try to figure out what's going on. Uh, Iron Man's going to check it out first, and he's discovering some things about it. And oh, I, by the way, I love that the the lava the original Lava Man is called Molto. What a great <laughs> Molto! What a great name. Um. So the Lava Men, there's an explosion. They're able to get out. Iron Man tries to stir up some dust to confuse them, but they jump all over him, and they're they're too hot. They're melting his armor. Thor and Cap show up. Hey, look, it's the big three. I don't know. This may be the first panel we've seen in the Avengers where Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America are standing there together. So we get our, you know, one of our at least one of our first uh, shots, the big three. And I I mentioned this in the episode with Rob that. Um, they were trying to cram so many panels and so much verbiage into every issue. These are really, I mean, when Stan calls it in the, you know, in, in his hyperbole fashion, when Stan calls these uh, mini novels or, you know, whatever it is, he, you know, he always uses those kind of terms. I mean, he's not half kidding. There's a, he was doing a lot of typing away to put all the, uh, you know, to write all the, the dialogue and captions for this comic. I mean, my gosh, you know, and, and this would have been like a splash page nowadays. Uh, and I would have still thought it had too much text in it for a splash page. And it's just one out of six panels. So look at this. There's, there's, uh, there's six panels here. There's eight here. Just cram so much dialogue and so many panels into a page. It's really, you know, it's really remarkable. And I know that when Jack was drawing these, he's drawing on the, on the big Bristol board, that's much larger than these comic pages, but still he had to know it's going to be shrunk down, you know? Okay. So the witch doctor is trying to bicker with Thor and they, they talk some and um, Thor is going to destroy the rock. And uh, the King says, no, you must not lest you destroy us all. Hear me first. There's more to learn about the living stone. Um, so what happened? This came from the, deep in the earth and if you smash it it explodes and this this uh kind of like gimli in lord of the rings with the ring sitting on the little platform and he hits it and it blows up uh this did some serious damage when he hit it so they're like you can't do it so we had to figure out what else to do captain america comes down into the caves and he's fighting the lava men which is which is kind of cool and he gets covered in lava and rick has to he hadn't get doesn't get burned somehow and it's cinderized me here come the lava and rick's trying to get him out of this get him out of the ashes the cinders the whatever the molten the non-molten lava iron man sees all these um the lava men coming running up the plat up the, the tunnel now the other scientist um not bruce banner but Henry Pym finds a spot that if they hit it really, really hard, it would supposedly cause an implosion and destroy the vibranium B mass rather than causing it to explode. So they figure that only Thor with his hammer has the power to destroy the, the vibranium B mass. I like that Hank uses a helicopter here as like a Thor, like Thor uses his hammer spinning to defend himself for some rocks. 
and to cool off the, uh, or actually, no, he's just cooling off the lava men. They go to find Thor. Iron Man uses repulsors to, to, to free cap. And it's in, it's implied here that a normal person would have gotten smashed to bits by Iron Man's repulsor, but cap is strong enough that he doesn't like it, but it, it, he survives. Now Thor comes out here and is like, we have to work together to survive. Okay. Uh, Banner turns back into the Hulk and he shows up. They are like freaking out. It's the Hulk. We got to get rid of him. This is when they were still planning to use Thor's hammer to smash the rock. So they're afraid that Hulk will hit it in some other spot and blow up the planet basically. Right. So the Avengers all tackle the Hulk for like the fifth issue in a row, plus the fantastic four. And Thor is fighting the, 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 the witch doctor of the, of the lava men and gets turned back into Bruce Banner. I mean, uh, I mean, into uh, I'm sorry, into uh, we've seen so much of Bruce Banner into Donald Blake. And so with Thor down here in the form of Donald Blake, he needs rest. Strain is too great. You know, he's about to die. They have to come up with a new plan. So Captain America, and as Rob pointed out in our last episode, Cap is the real tactician. So he figures out this plan, which is to basically lure the Hulk up onto the vibranium B-mass and trick him into punching the right spot, which seemed like a pretty dangerous, um, it seemed like the odds that Hulk would punch the ground exactly where you want him to punch are pretty small odds. And this was a very big risk that the heroes were taking. But guess what? It works. And the vibranium B mask, because I'm having fun saying that, um, is destroyed. It implodes. Now Blake gets up. Now he turns into Thor. Well, that's great. If he could have done it that quickly, why not do it? You know, why do they have to do the whole Hulk thing? But anyway, and he basically tells the lava men, yes, you are sentient individuals uh, and as much a part of the earth as humans. Nonetheless, go back down in your cave and stay there and never leave again. So, yeah, I the, the lava men, I think, have a very legitimate beef with the surface world, but especially with the Avengers and especially with Thor, who's like, Thor explaining how things are going to be to the lava men as they are condemned back down to the basically the pits of hell. Okay. Meanwhile, speaking of pits of hell, there's Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> and um, I honestly thought that giant man was like worshiping somebody there for a second, but they're all just getting up off the ground. They discovered that the ground under them where the Hulk punch has turned into a sheet of glass. So it must've been very powerful. Giant Man notes how it's always kind of a letdown when a battle is over. And Cap points out, well, Stan and Jack are going to have more battles for us soon, so don't worry. <laughs> it's not exactly what he says, but that's exactly what he's saying. So where's Thor? Oh, there he is. He's sealing up the entrance so that the lava men can never escape. I refer you to my comments of some moments ago. <sighs> now, Thor shows up and realizes that they've destroyed it without him, so we really didn't need you, Thor. How how odd how fate arranged for the Hulk to unwittingly come to the aid of, of mankind. Yeah, thanks, Hulk. Thanks for uh, saving the world, Hulk. Uh, now we got to go track you down again. Um, oh, nice words for the Wasp. That's very welcome. I'd rather you were impressed by my blushing beauty, but I guess any compliment is better than none. Jan, you are treated abysmally by these guys, particularly your boyfriend. But I got to say, you, you don't do a lot to to 
you, you, you do a lot. You, you don't help. Let's put it that way. You don't help a lot. Okay. You, you don't help things out a lot. Okay. So the Hulk is back as Bruce Banner. Betty Ross comes up. Oh, Bruce, my darling, you've been hurt. Who did it? Was it the Hulk? Yeah, you might say so, but don't worry, Betty. The Hulk is gone for now. It's all been like a nightmare, but it's over at last. Thanks to those wonderful Avengers who you're, counterpart wants to destroy and then the teen brigade send a condition red emergency signal to the avengers well what are we waiting for let's go so that's it off to the next issue where we're going to see the of course the as we like to call them the mo the moe the masters of evil but final thoughts about this issue honestly um it as as a follow-up to Fantastic Four, 25, 26, and, and Avengers 4. I mean, the Avengers parts of it work. The Hulk parts of it, I guess, work. The whole Lava Men thing, I mean, they really just needed a villain to kind of provide the MacGuffin for this issue, which was the big rock, the Vibranium B-Mass, right? And um, that's all that they really accomplished, other than to make Thor look like a really big jerk. So not the greatest issue of Avengers ever. Um, not the worst issue of Avengers ever, surprisingly. I thought it was going to be in the running for worst issue ever, but I can think of a few from a bit later on that are worse than this for sure. Uh, the Lava Men, uh, I, I don't know if they ever appeared again. I suspect they probably did somewhere. Some writer thought it would be funny to bring them back. I really hope they got some revenge, and particularly I like them. You know what would be cool? If, if like somebody, Sif or the Warriors Three or Odin or, or Thor's mom or whoever, if somebody would sit down with Thor, talk about this adventure with him and make him feel guilty enough that he goes down and rescues the lava men and takes them to Asgard or gives them a lava planet, kind of like the ice giants planet, you know, and... Uh, the frost giants, you know, and the, you know how, like, you know, everybody's got a world in the Thor universe. Everybody's got their own world. So let's have a, let's have a lava men heat planet. And, and that way Thor could make it up to them, give them their own world and they could be really powerful and cool. And they wouldn't be trapped in caves under, you know, New Mexico or whatever it is. So, so there's, there's my little contribution to this is have Thor put them on one of those worlds that he has access to. Okay. Uh, one other thing of note, we get our first Avengers letters page all about the Avengers, which obviously is going to change to Avengers Assemble. I don't think anybody has said Avengers Assemble yet. I'm, I'm assuming it will be said in 16. I can't remember. I'll be on the lookout to see if it appears before number 16, but I'm not sure. But since nobody said it yet, it's not a thing yet, uh, and so it's not Avengers Assemble as a letters page yet. I love address your letters to Lee and Kirby, the Avengers, third floor, 655 Madison Avenue. Um, of course, they moved to 575 Madison Avenue by the time I was reading in the 70s, so in the 60s, they were at 655. You know, it's fun to go on Google Maps and look up these addresses and see what these buildings look like now. Um, and then later on, I believe they're in Park Avenue, and then they leave that. So you get two letters here. Well, actually three. One is like, who would win, Hulk or Thor? So we're already getting those kind of letters. Uh, we've already seen Hulk versus The Thing. Uh, 
and we get kind of a uh, oh, there's a Bob. <laughs> we get a letter about Bob uh, Banner, and uh, and then one more letter about how great number three was, and then some there's basically a, an early bullpen bulletins here is what this is, and that's it. All right, so congratulations everybody, you have graduated, you have made it through Avengers number five, the invasion of the, the invasion of the lava men. We have not all lost our collective minds. We have not gone insane. We have survived the um, the process. And so uh, here we are. And in our next episode, uh, I'll be joined by Luke Smith. And we will look at Avengers 6 and 7. I'll see you guys in the next video, Avengers Assemble.